As the Rector of St Bride's Church, Fleet Street, may I welcome you to this podcast. We have been offering these online services for you every week since the first lockdown began back in March 2020, and we shall continue to do so, particularly since the guidelines relating to live services can still change at short notice. Each service combines archive recordings of our choir and congregational singing with newly recorded readings, intercessions and sermons. Whatever happens, we would like you to know that we keep a candle burning before the altar here every day as a sign of hope, and we give thanks for you all. May the light and peace of Christ be with us all as our worship begins. May I welcome you very warmly to St Bride's to our service of choral evensong as we mark the presentation of Christ in the temple. Wherever you are in the world and however you're listening to us, we hope that you will feel that you are very much part of the St Bride's family. Beloved, we are come together in the presence of Almighty God and of the whole company of heaven to offer unto him, through our Lord Jesus Christ, our worship and praise and thanksgiving, to make confession of our sins, to pray as well for others as for ourselves, that we may know more truly the greatness of God's love and show forth in our lives the fruits of his grace, and to ask on behalf of all men such things as their well-being doth require, Wherefore, let us kneel now and humbly confess our sins to Almighty God. Let us pray. Almighty and most merciful Father, 
We have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou them, O God, which confess their faults. Restore thou them that are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind. In Christ Jesus you are Lord, and grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. May the almighty and merciful Lord grant unto you pardon and remission of all your sins, time for amendment of life, and the grace and comfort of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
The Old Testament reading is taken from the book of Haggai, chapter 2, beginning at the first verse. In the seventh month, in the one and twentieth day of the month, came the word of the Lord by the prophet Haggai, saying, Speak now to Zerubbabel, the son of Shealtiel, governor of Judah, and to Joshua, the son of Josedek, the high priest, and to the residue of the people, saying, Who is left among you that saw this house in her first glory? And how do ye see it now? Is it not in your eyes, in comparison of it, as nothing? Yet now be strong, O Zerubbabel, saith the Lord, and be strong, O Joshua, son of Josedek, the high priest, and be strong, all ye people of the land, saith the Lord, and work, for I am with you, saith the Lord of hosts, according to the word that I covenanted with you when ye came out of Egypt, so my spirit remaineth among you, fear ye not. For thus saith the Lord of hosts, yet once it is a little while, and I will shake the heavens and the earth and the sea and the dry land, and I will shake all nations, and the desire of all nations shall come. And I will fill this house with glory, saith the Lord of hosts. The silver is mine, and the gold is mine, saith the Lord of hosts. The glory of this latter house shall be greater than of the former, saith the Lord of hosts. And in this place will I give peace, saith the Lord of hosts. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
The New Testament reading is taken from John, chapter 2, beginning at the 18th verse. Then answered the Jews, and said unto him, What sign showest thou unto us, seeing that thou doest these things? Jesus answered, and said unto them, Destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. Then said the Jews, Forty and six years was this temple in building, and wilt thou rear it up in three days? But he spake of the temple of his body. When, therefore, he was risen from the dead, his disciples remembered that he had said this unto them, and they believed the scripture and the word which Jesus had said. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. 
I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. to obey thy 
In the name of the living God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Amen. Tomorrow, the 1st of February, is the feast day of our patron saint, St Bride, Bridget of Kildare. It's a pity that her own saint's day tends to be overshadowed by a major Christian festival that falls the following day, the presentation of Christ in the temple or Candlemas, an occasion that we're marking today as this is the closest Sunday. I sometimes feel that St Bride ends up being a little short-changed in the church's calendar, and we seldom seem to celebrate our patronal festival, focusing on St Bride herself, as perhaps we ought. So the least that I can do in her honour is to speak about her this evening, on the eve of her special day, and reflect on the continuing significance of all that St Bride symbolises for us as a community of faith. St Bridget, Bride, is said to have been born sometime between the mid to late 5th century, just outside Kildare in Ireland, the daughter of an Irish king and a Christian mother who, according to tradition, was a slave. It's variously claimed that either her mother or Bridget herself was baptised by St Patrick. Bridget became a nun and eventually an abbess, and according to one legend, she was consecrated a bishop by the local bishop Ebor, although perhaps predictably various attempts were subsequently made to discredit this event, claiming either that it was a complete mistake or that the bishop was drunk at the time. And, as is so often the case with these early Celtic saints, many of the legends associated with her have the ring of folktale about them. I referred a couple of weeks ago to her spectacular capacity to turn bath water into beer. Members of our own Guild of St Bride, an organisation whose members pledge themselves to the glory of God, and to the service of this church, particularly in supporting our worshipping life, wear a distinctive guild medallion, which features various symbols, two of which are of particular significance for us today. At the very centre of the guild medallion is a Celtic cross, reminding us of our links with the ancient Celtic Christian tradition and the Irish religious who probably founded this church, perhaps as far back as the 6th century. On the medallion, the Celtic cross is surrounded by a ring of fire. It is said that in pagan times in Kildare, a ritual fire was kept permanently alight to invoke protection on cattle and the harvest. And the story goes that when St Bridget built her monastery there, she continued the custom of preserving that perpetual fire, but this time to represent the light of Christ, the light that shines on in the darkness, that no darkness can ever overcome. The Guild of St Bride was originally established back in the year 1375. Its original purpose, the records tell us, was to maintain a light burning before the statue of St Bridget the Virgin, St Bride. Each member of the guild was required to pay four pence a year to pay for it. Eventually, this annual subscription rose to the princely sum of two shillings and tuppence in order to fund a chaplain to celebrate communion before the saint's statue and also to provide for two lit torches to be carried at the procession accompanying each guild member's funeral. So the theme of keeping light alive is very much woven into the story of St Bride and of our ministry here. And it also provides a very obvious link with the theme of today's service, the presentation of Christ in the temple. In our Gospel reading this morning, we were reminded of the story of the aged Simeon in the temple, who immediately recognises the infant Jesus as the long-awaited Messiah, and lifts him joyfully in his arms. Simeon declares that he can now die in peace, knowing that he has at last seen the Christ child. 
His words are now integral to our service of evensong in the form of the Nunc Dimittis. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word, for mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people to be a light to lighten the Gentiles and to be the glory of thy people Israel. To be a light to lighten the Gentiles and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Given the extent of the global crises and challenges that we continue to face in the present day, we have never been in greater need of light, of even the merest glimpse of new hope that light can bring. As many of you know, since the first lockdown back in March last year, I have kept a candle alight before the altar here as a sign that the light of Christ and the spirit of St Brides are still very much alive in this church, even though our ministry has had to take some very different forms in recent months. When I started doing so each day, the candles that I lit were the candles that we had originally intended to give to congregation members to use at our dawn service on Easter morning. Sadly, our doors had to be closed, so we were unable to hold that service in church. But each time I lit one of those candles, day by day, before the altar during lockdown, it really did feel as if, instead... I was able to help keep alive that little fragment of resurrection hope that each candle represented. And in a strange way, I was also continuing the ministry exercised by those first members of the Guild of St Bride back in the 14th century, who also committed themselves to keeping alive a light here in this church day by day during a historical era that was every bit as turbulent as our own, if not more so. Having eventually used up all those Easter candles some time ago now, the candles that I'm currently lighting here every morning have come from a different source. These are the candles that were originally used here at our All Souls service on the 1st of November. It is the service at which we remember friends and family members who have passed away. We read their names aloud and we light a candle in memory of each one of them here on the altar. By the end of that service there are dozens of living flames flickering on the altar here. And so each morning I now take one of those All Souls candles that had been lit on the 1st of November and I pause for a moment to hold before God the soul of the person commemorated. I can't tell precisely whose candle it was originally, but I'm sure that God knows. And I find myself aware of a different kind of connectedness when I do so. Namely, our connectedness with the communion of saints. It is a reminder that however lonely we may sometimes feel, particularly these days when we are all cut off from those whom we love. Nevertheless, in our life of prayer, we are never actually alone because our prayers join with those of the host of heaven and with all those souls who are now held safe in God's loving arms. I sometimes feel that same connectedness when hearing the recordings of our congregational hymns in these services, knowing that amongst the voices we hear are the voices of faithful members of our congregation from former times who are sadly no longer with us in person. So this evening, as we mark the presentation of Christ in the temple and honour the memory of St Bride, let us give thanks for that gift of light, for that gift of hope, and remember particularly in those times when we feel desolate and close to despair, that we really are never, ever alone. 
Amen. Let us pray. Let us pray to the Father through Christ, our light and life. Living Lord, your Christ is acclaimed as the glory of Israel. Look in mercy upon your church, striving to share his light in a world that seems so full of darkness and despair particularly in these days of fear and uncertainty about the future. We pray for the leaders of the churches, for all Christian people, especially those who are persecuted for their faith. And we pray for all who have yet to discern the light of Christ. Lord, in thy mercy, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, whose Son, Jesus Christ, emptied himself, taking the form of a servant, and who became poor for our sake, look in mercy upon all who are in need. We pray for all for whom life is a struggle, for those who live in poverty, for all families who are under pressure, particularly those who find it hard to cope as a result of lockdown. We pray for those facing unemployment or who feel that the future is bleak, for all who feel lost or abandoned or afraid. Guide the leaders of the nations 
and the hearts of all those in positions of power, that they may hear the cries of all who suffer and help us to work with them to strive for a more just and equitable society. Lord, in thy mercy, hear our prayer. Compassionate God, whose Son, Jesus Christ, healed the sick, we hold before you all who are suffering in body, mind or spirit. We pray for those who are in our hospitals and for all in the medical profession who care for them. And we pray for those whose anguish is hidden from view. We remember especially this night any known to us who are sick or in need of our prayers, and also those who have no one to pray for them. Enfold them in your healing love and help them to know your peace. Lord, in thy mercy, hear our prayer. Living Lord, we give thanks for the life and work and witness of your servant, St Bride, and we ask your blessing upon this church, dedicated in her name. Help us to grow as a community of faith, love and service, that this holy place may continue to be a beacon of light to all. Lord, in thy mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for those who have died and for any who are dying now, for all who live with the pain of bereavement and loss. We remember before you those whom we have loved but see no longer, and we ask your blessing upon them. May they rest in peace and rise in glory. Lord, in thy mercy, hear our prayer. Almighty Father, at the presentation of Christ in the temple, you kept faith with Simeon and Anna and showed them the infant king. Give us grace to trust your promises and the patience to wait for their fulfilment. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of thy Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen.
The peace of God, which passeth all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be amongst you and remain with you always.